Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rebel News live stream on this, a Tuesday, February the 15th, 2022. I'm David Menzies and my co-host. Let me tell you about my co-host. You know, she is so hardworking. She is so smart. She is so, so, so incredibly right all the time. I'm surprised Justin Trudeau hasn't invoked the Emergency Services Act on her. She is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn-Reed. How you doing there, Sheila? up to do uh, for all that time you took off work, but you were working hard uh, to get caught up because that was the best, I think, <laughs> intro that you've given me ever. I appreciate that so much. I'm, I was good for now. <laughs> well, Sheila, so much news on the docket that uh, we better uh, uh, eclipse the uh, small talk and get right to the ostensible policy reason of what we're doing. And I mean, there's even news breaking as uh, we speak, such as the Ottawa police chief uh, resigning. So uh, can you give the um, housekeeping rules out there uh, to tell the folks who are unfamiliar uh, in terms of how this show works? I will. And I'm just going to say something to Mr. Producer really fast. Can you find, I don't need it right now, but I'll just give you a, a head start. Can you please find the clip of Justin Trudeau talking about tow truck drivers? Because I cannot explain to you how much that irritates me. And I am so full of opinions about that. Thank you very much. Because it is what he said there is exactly why the protest is happening on his doorstep, and he's too dumb to figure it out. Um, my eye's starting to twitch. I'm so mad about that. I, I, okay, but let's get into the, as David says, the ostensible policy reason about why we're here today. So this is the Rebel News Daily Livestream. Used to just be hosted on Friday and just by Ezra. But then the world got crazy, and that meant that Ezra had more work to do than ever. So he sort of stepped aside from hosting the live stream, but we still expanded it five full work days of the week, uh, wherein we sit down and talk to you about the news of the day and we talk to each other because sometimes that's the best way to talk about things as it's breaking. For example, just before we jumped on air here, apparently the Ottawa police chief has resigned. So there's that. We're going to talk about that today. And it used to be a great opportunity for you to support the work that we do completely willingly when we were on YouTube, but then YouTube demonetized us. But we said, oh, YouTube, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're now we're staying for spite. Um, so we're still broadcasting on YouTube. However, uh, if you are watching us on YouTube and you'd like to support the work that we do completely willingly, unlike what Justin Trudeau makes you do with the mainstream media, might I suggest you migrate over to some of the other more free speech oriented platforms that do allow you to support the work that we do. And those platforms are Odyssey, where you're in, you can leave us a hyper chat, Rumble, wherein you can leave us a rant, or Super U, wherein you can leave us a shout. And if you do that, Mr. Producer will send us your paid chat and we will do our best to read them on air and address your question, query, comment, story idea. And we're also streaming on Getter. So this is the third week of... Uh, going live on Getter, and I think that's kind of fun. And I say it every day, I'm making conscious effort to spend more time on Getter and less time on Twitter, because Twitter is also a censorship platform, and they should not be getting my golden thoughts for free. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time on Getter. And before we even started the show, we had two chats 
come into us. Actually, three chats come into us, four chats come into us. So I'm going to breeze through those, and then we'll get to the news of the day. And boy, oh boy, thanks very much. Uh, also, I want to point out, David, happy Rebel birthday. Oh, for who? Us, the company. Oh. <laughs> the company itself, of course. How could I forget that? Yeah, this is our happy Rebel birthday. So maybe if you want to send your uh, favorite news organization, news and commentary and activism organization, um, a birthday gift, why don't you do it in the form of a paid chat? That would be great. Um, because this is our seventh year. We're beginning our seventh year. And from the very beginning, people have told us we can't survive. We have the wrong business model, but we survive every single day because our viewers, our supporters want us to survive. So we must live on. There's so much work left to do. And I think we are needed now more than ever. Or they can send flowers, Sheila. I mean, it's the day after Valentine's flowers Day. So die. The, the prices just took a nosedive. Oh, kind of like a so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like a pumpkin on November 1st, an evergreen tree on Boxing Day. Uh, so uh, there you go. Uh, it works, uh, you know, for our viewers. They get a deep discount. And uh, you deserve, I think, a dozen long Sam Roses for all the hard work you've been doing, Sheila. That's just me speaking, of course. Do you know what? I could take her leaf flowers, but if you send me a jar of pickles, I'll be super pleased with that. Um, let's let's read through some of these chats really fast. Um, we've got Annalisa1964. Annalisa loves David. She gives us 10 bucks and says, my internet sucks at work and I'm going to miss my two favorite people. Oh, that's so nice. What a crazy Canada we live in. It's heartbreaking for sure. Anyway, sending love and strength to all of you. Well, thanks, Annalisa. I appreciate that very Thank much. Roly Poly Oli gives us a buck. Mahalo, adorable, deplorable rebels. Uh, will Rumble be impacted by censorship? Since it's based in Canada, I guess there's only one way to find that out, and that is going to be the hard way. But I think Rumble, in uh, response to um, how you know censorious Canada is, I'm sure they've got contingency plans built into everything. And I think they already took uh, advantage of a contingency plan. Mr. Producer just uh, whispered to me that Rumble has already moved really to the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yes. That would be the state of Florida. So I yep. guess they saw some dark clouds on the horizon, uh, or maybe they just want to get away from this frigid icebox we call the Dominion of Canada in February. So um, there you go. And uh, you know they have an ally in uh, that state with uh, Governor DeSantis. Big Ron's Freedom Utopia. Uh History Club World gives us a buck. Is Rebel doing anything to celebrate your seventh anniversary of being founded? Depending on what you count, it was either yesterday, as that was the announcement of Rebel, or tomorrow, as it, that was the anniversary of you starting programming. <laughs> um, well, we heard in the morning meeting today that Ezra, the founder of the company, says that it's today, so it's today. And uh, I think sitting down with my friend David... Um, I think we are outside of Ezra and maybe Mr. Uh, VP of Operations. I think we're the longest serving rebels. I think. I, think, I think you're right. And wow, History Club world. He's really paying attention, isn't he, Sheila? Oh, he's like a laser beam. <laughs> we should put him in charge of our Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> John Endwhistle gives us 20 bucks. Pierre and Justine, two peas in a pod. 
They didn't have the smarts to avoid martial law. Just watch me, Daddy. I'll finish what you started. The Cuban sperm donor must be happy as well. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about Justin Trudeau's actions. If you didn't want to confirm everybody's conspiracy theories that you are a Cuban totalitarian dictator's son, um, maybe don't act like a Cuban totalitarian dictator's son. Indeed. Or as the serial killer in Dirty Harry said, please, I scare easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> now, I think we should just start moving on to the news of the day because there's so many. But again, if you want to send us a birthday gift, um, that'd be great. Uh, you can do that in the form of a Rumble rant, Odyssey, Hyper Chat, Super You Shout, um, because today is our seventh birthday, my seventh year of being David's favorite colleague, which I think is wonderful. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> <laughs> I endorse that message. Um, <laughs> so, Sheila, of course, um, in addition to uh, Chiefs Lowly uh, resigning in Ottawa, um, of course, the uh, Justin Trudeau and the Liberals invoking the Emergency Services Act for the first time ever since it was minted in 1988, um, the stripping of liberties for an emergency that doesn't exist, that is the hot topic right now. And uh, I'm happy to report that, well, aside from the CBC, which gets the most government pork payola to the tune of $1.5 or so, uh, even those on the left, are um, their spidey senses are, are tingling about this. You know, this is supposed to be an act invoked, as the title would say, Sheila, in terms of a dire emergency that would affect the health and safety of uh, Canadians. Uh, this was something that wasn't even invoked in 9-11, if you can imagine. Yep. And yet it's peaceful protesters, truckers on Parliament Hill, that is causing Justin Trudeau enormous amounts of embarrassment. Uh, and you know, and getting world attention of him being a laughingstock. And also, let's talk about that Maru poll that came out just a few days ago. Based on his actions of the last two weeks, his popularity is now 16%. Um, yeah, so who's the fringe minority now, Sheila? But I think these are the real reasons for him invoking this he is vindictive. Uh, I yep. think um, he's borderline uh, psychopathic and not in a killing way, but in terms of his personality, in terms of his ego. And he is lashing out at salt of the earth Canadians involved in a peaceful protest. There's no emergency. There's no natural disaster. There's no outbreak of cholera or what have you. And I guess what, you know, directly tied to that, I assume, Sheila, is the resignation of the Ottawa police chief. Uh, since that's the most breaking news on this, what what do you think is the unspoken reason uh, for Chief Slawley saying, that's it, I'm out of here? I think we're going to find out in the next couple of hours. But uh, if I had to guess, he doesn't want to do the things that the feds want him to do. Mm. That's what I think. I think um, stealing the fuel was probably as far as the Ottawa police, at least the chief, was willing to go. 
Um, but I think that the feds are probably asking him to do things that he's not willing to do. And up until the time, like you could tell there was a point at which the Ottawa police were acting normally. And then you could almost tell if you follow their Twitter timeline, when they started getting leaned on by the feds and um, you could tell there was a change in tone. Um, and I think all things considered, they've been pretty forthcoming what to debunk internet rumors. So when people were saying this is violent, this is, this is, you know, a, a violent occupation, the Ottawa police would put out a tweet saying, actually, it's not. Um, we don't have any reports of anything that you're saying. When there was that fake arson that both Kelly investigated um, journalistically in a written piece and then Alexa did from on the ground when uh, the left spread a complete and total lie that people related to the convoy uh, pulled the old Jesse Smollett um, they basically said they tried to start an arson in an apartment building and lock people in the building. Um, the police chief said, uh, we're looking for people because we can see on the security footage that they did it, but there's no evidence that these are, these people are related to the convoy. So as much as they've been leaned on the Ottawa police by the feds and they've done some crazy things, thanks to that pressure from the feds. I, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I wonder if their subway sandwiches made it out of the arson. Okay. If you know what I mean. Um, but uh, I think this police chief is resigning uh, because not because he failed his city, but because he doesn't want to do the things the feds want him to do. I think you might be right, Sheila. And I'll give you that point um, about the Ottawa police debunking some of the more outrageous rumors. But on the same uh, on the other hand, I should say, uh, when I was in Ottawa two weekends ago and they put out that um, press release noting that 400, more than 450 charges uh, had been levied in one weekend against the demonstrators. And you go, whoa, that sounds serious. And then you drill down and you the look. parking tickets. Yeah. <laughs> improper muffler. Window, auto, automobile windows tinted too darkly. Um, Seatbelt yep. violations. Um, you know, I think they were kind of ginning things up. But more disturbingly, Sheila. I think that was helped along with our friend Bill Blair, though. <laughs> Yes. I honestly think the feds were leaning pretty hard on the Ottawa police. Now, it is their job to represent the city of Ottawa and not Bill Blair's failing uh, role as public safety minister. But I think, uh, in fairness, I think that they were leaned on pretty heavy by the feds there, too. Yeah, Bill Look at Bl this, yeah. There you go. That If you're going to resign, this is what you should have resigned for, by the way. You know, it's, uh, it is surreal that Bill Blair, Sheila, is the public safety minister. This was right? the master of disaster back in 2010 when he was Toronto police chief, the G20, when day one they allowed Antifa and the Black Bloc and the like to um, declare war on the city, smash shopkeepers' windows, actually overturn police cruisers and set them on fire. And it was stand down, stand down. And then the next day, forming kennel operations where they were arresting Torontonians uh, just going about their business. If you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, you were arrested, detained, handcuffed. What a disaster. By, by the way, Bill Blair, uh, just to let folks know, he represents a Scarborough riding. Um, probably 
you know, a higher than average crime rate than the rest of the city, which is why Bill Blair doesn't even live in his own riding. He lives in Tony oh, upper class Forest Hill. <laughs> yeah. So there's your former police chief, your public safety minister. Uh, seems a little uh, gun shy when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, some of the own constituents of his riding. And, and of course, uh, in addition to that, that was a horrible event, the elderly man being uh, treated so violently. Um, but what sticks in my craw, too, about bad behavior by the Ottawa police, Sheila, was the confiscation of jerry cans. Um, I don't yeah. even know. Uh, it's a question for our lawyers. I'm not saying I have the answer. But I don't even know if they're on um, firm ground, especially prior to the Emergency Services Act being invoked, to confiscate people's private uh, property um, from private automobiles or on public streets or what have you. So that, that has to be tested in court. So, yeah, on one hand, they did their share, fair share of debunking crazy rumors, but also a, a bit of uh, egregious behavior on the other hand. Oh, for sure. That stealing the jerry cans, I think, was probably the worst, uh, uh, unless we count roughing up that nice old man that Lincoln did a really, really great uh, report on, and we are helping him um uh fight his ticket that he received um through the democracy fund um speaking of crime is there a drug problem in ottawa do you know are you referring to miss freeland yeah because she looks like she's on meth <laughs> should we run that video that, so she looked like she was tweaking yesterday like she's gonna go home take apart her toaster put it back together connect it with the microwave electrocute herself stay up all night stay up for three days look at her Is she having some sort of manic episode you know i when i was watching that with lady menzoid i i said because she's not even speaking of course i think at this point no, it is the prime like minister and and I said to Lady Menzoid, I said, this is so distracting. I can't even hear what the prime minister's saying because, I mean, look at her. She looks like, you know, Sheila, a bobblehead doll on the dashboard of a Wrangler taking part in the Jeep Jamboree. I mean, she doesn't stop moving, right? Oh, the way she moves, the way she grooves, Sheila. <laughs> if you, if she were wearing different clothes, somebody... <laughs> doing the old, you know, meth boogie like that. She could be at any inner city bottle depot, any in any city in the country. And I'm not making fun of people on drugs. I'm just saying that is how they wiggle and move. And she can't stand still. And her eyes are doing that like pinwheel thing where they're just like, she's wearing her mask. So you can really see how kind of crazy her eyes are. She's just like, I don't know. There's something really wrong with that woman. Really wrong with her. And some say she this... should not be in charge of anything. And now she's char in charge of confiscating bank accounts. Sheila, in charge of anything. Some people uh, say this is the prime minister in waiting. Can you imagine that? <laughs> we might get sentimental and misty-eyed for Justin if that happens. <laughs> and and you know, she's... Sheila, you raise a good oh, point. She's a too. hobgoblin. You know. Uh... <laughs> Um, kidding aside, <clears throat> this Emergency Services Act, uh, I've been getting calls from people because of this, what you just mentioned, the confiscation or the freezing of bank accounts, the forfeiture potentially. And um, I'm not making, I'm not trying to be funny here, folks, but I've, I spoke to one person. She said, I gave 50 bucks to the Freedom Convoy. 
uh, came out of my bank. Um, does that put me on a list? Is there some bureaucracy or somebody at uh, the CRA that is going to red flag me for this donation, uh, linking my donation to terrorist air quotes, you know, uh, because that's what these people are being labeled, Sheila, as you know, economic terrorists. Um, funny that because when it comes to economic terrorism, I would argue that's the government's job. Uh, they've been doing that to Canadians for two years now. Uh, the estimation is that more than one trillion dollars has been sucked out of the Canadian economy for all these stupid lockdown mandates, which we know now do not work. So, you yeah. know, when it comes to economic terrorists, uh, Justin, look in the mirror. And let's not forget Terrorist Classic. This is the same government in 2016, Sheila, that gave our homegrown Al-Qaeda terrorist, Omar Khadr, a man who murdered a U.S. serviceman and partially blinded another $10.5 million. Jeez, yep. who needs a lucky Lotto 649 ticket uh, when you can go out and commit terrorism and then, I guess, claim you have hurt feelings and you've got an eight-figure check coming to you? So um, this is, uh, I, you know, I'm going to make a suggestion to our folks. If you have donated to the trucker convoy, phone your bank, ask to speak to the manager, if you can, record the call, and just say, look, Am I potentially uh, going to be slammed on this? Now, I think the optics, the PR optics of a little old lady somewhere in Saskatchewan uh, having her bank account frozen because she gave 20 bucks to the tr trucker convoy are brutal um, and perhaps even illegal if challenged. But would you put such behavior beyond Justin Trudeau, Sheila? No. They invoked the same rules that prevent you from giving material support to ISIS <laughs> and unleashed them on grandmas who donated $20 to the convoy because they wanted to have the truckers buy their kids an ice cream along the way. That's how atrocious this government is. They're treating law-abiding, bingo-playing, quilting grandmothers like they're ISIS brides. And I don't think it's really about the money. And I don't think it's about the financing. It's about the data. They want that data because they want an enemies list. They know that Give, Send, Go and GoFundMe have your name, your email address, where you live. And if you're a larger donor, they really want that information because they want to know who in the public sector is disloyal to the government, who in policing is disloyal to the government, who in the armed forces is disloyal to the government, who in the business community is disloyal to the government. And that's what they want this data for. It's not about the money. The liberals are taking kickbacks all over the place. They don't really care about your ability to fundraise, although this does spook people away from ever fundraising again, which kneecaps the opposition to the liberals going forward, but they want that data because they want an enemies list. That is terrifying. And as well, Sheila, do you get the sense that there might be a big red target on the back of our heads here at Rebel Oh, you News? better believe it. Yep. You better that's believe scary it. That's scary too. Yeah. I mean, we live and die on crowdfunding. So when you go after crowdfunding, you may as well call that the rebel law. Well, today is payday for us. I better check my bank account. Is it? <laughs> so, see if there's been a um, uh, unauthorized withdrawal 
I keep getting those calls every day from uh, people with thick accents, of which I can't determine the origin, saying um, Service Canada has uh, questions about my banking or my social insurance Oh, number. they probably do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe these are real people and not grifters after all. It's Justin Trudeau, did you give money to a pro-life organization? Because that's wow. how you get audited pretty fast. Um, now, Mr. Producer, I know we've got uh, so much to get to, um, but this thing with Trudeau and the tow truck drivers, uh, it's, I don't like to use the word offensive to me because sometimes I feel like when people say they're offended, it's just because they can't control their emotions. But this, as somebody from the working class, um, I'll be in the working class forever. I'll die in the working class. This, he doesn't even understand that his remarks here, they're exactly why the protest is happening. Can you roll those remarks about the tow truck drivers? The issues that we have seen is a challenge in uh, getting tow trucks to actually show up to uh, bring out, to, to move these large rigs in, uh, in Windsor. Uh, we relied on a generous partnership with the Americans uh, to be able to get tow trucks to move the big trucks. Um, now, with these measures that we've put in place, there will be an ability to compel, for just compensation, tow truck owners and operators to actually do the jobs for which they have contracts with various orders of government to keep highways and roads clear. By the way, since he I just got... Oh, sorry, Sheila, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. <clears throat> I was just going to say, since I just got back uh, hours ago from Windsor, Ontario, the end of the blockade of the Ambassador Bridge, I can tell you in the end game, I only saw one big rig tow. It was a big red one. I couldn't get close enough because of the police line to see where the plates were. I don't. So I don't know if it came from uh, the U.S. side of the border or not. Um, secondly... What's very interesting about Windsor right now, they've cleared uh, the bridge. It opened uh, very late Sunday night. I presume after the Super Bowl so everybody could watch the big game. But here's the thing, Sheila. Um, the major thoroughfare is Huron Church. That was actually where our hotel was situated on. And what they did late Sunday night was the uh, law enforcement, that is, uh, with city trucks, they put these giant concrete barriers on Huron Church, preventing, so Huron Church is north-south, there's major east-west um, thoroughfares. You cannot cross that uh, major in, uh, a street. In other words, Huron Church is now a humongous on-ramp to the Ambassador Bridge. In other words, the only traffic on there means you're going to the U.S. You can't turn off of it. And I'll tell you something, Sheila, uh, an odd thing has happened. And, and by the way, why they've done that, law enforcement, is they don't want protesters to come back and interfere and uh, set up uh, shop again. And I'll, so I couldn't help the perverse irony here. Um, people in Windsor were complaining about a trucker convoy blockade hurting their businesses. And effectively... It's been replaced by a law enforcement blockade. And if you think I'm exaggerating, you know, Sheila, on the way back to Toronto, I was listening to their AM news talk station, and it was a gentleman who phoned in. Get a load of this. He's a florist. This took effect on Valentine's Day. Uh, 
his voice was quivering because his customers can't get to his shop on the number one day for a florist, Valentine's Day. Uh, so, you know, and he said, I love the city of Windsor. I love the people, but what can I do? And your heart has to go out uh, to someone like that and the other merchants. Uh, I went to a, and I've got video of this. I went to a Tim Hortons at lunchtime on Huron Church. I was the only customer. By the way, I had to get there by foot uh, because I couldn't figure out uh, how to get there uh, by vehicle. Nobody in the drive-thru, nobody in the restaurant. I've never seen a Tim Hortons at lunchtime like this. So, Sheila, where it's a bittersweet victory, I think, for the city of Windsor. You've replaced one economic blockade with another. Yeah, but this is Justin Trudeau, and he doesn't actually care about the working man. Yeah. He only cares about winning. That's all this is about. When you think about what his options were yesterday, his options were given a reasonable timeline for reopening or invoke the modern version of the War Measures Act, violate the civil liberties of 35 million Canadians or give a reasonable timeline for reopening. And he went with violate the civil liberties of 35 million people because he couldn't admit that he lost and the working class won. And, and Sheila, talk about negotiating in bad faith. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I assume that's being Photoshopped. <laughs> You'd never know. Address the blockades. Um, yeah, you know, and Sheila, as I said, uh, talk about negotiating in bad faith, because yesterday there were negotiations afoot with the truckers who are south of Wellington Street, which is where Parliament Hill is, uh, to get their rigs out of other streets in Ottawa. And I understood there was going to be some movement on that. There was an agreement. And right after you shake hands on that, pow, the Emergency Services Act invoked and Justin Trudeau uh, lamenting the uh, lack of tow trucks. And by the way, to the Ottawa area tow truck community, good on you for not yep. taking place, uh, you know, not taking part rather in this um, jihad against the trucker convoy. And Sheila, I so love it. I understand when Ottawa police reached out to the towing companies, they said, um, sorry, uh, we're all okay. off with COVID right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't argue you, against that, right? <laughs> you know what? I want to go back to what Justin Trudeau intends to do to the tow truck driver cause, drivers, because it wasn't just Justin Trudeau who said that uh, one of his other um, yeah, puppets uh, human meat puppets, uh, we call cabinet ministers, uh, reiterated it. And uh, the same thing is playing out here in Alberta. The Alberta government is gone about procuring their own tow trucks uh, because they knew that they couldn't get any tow operators or heavy haul operators, rig move people, because that's what you would need. That's what you would need to get, you know, those big rotator trucks. That's what you would need to have to move away the blockade at Coots, which is now dispersing. Yes. But the Alberta government knew we're never going to be able to hire somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to buy our own tow trucks, which is what they're doing. But Are, uh, the reason I... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those must be very expensive, those heavy tows, Sheila. Money is no object for the government. Yeah, um, sorry. What am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> David, they don't care about money. Um, but... I want to go back to the what Justin Trudeau plans to do to the tow operators, because it's not that he just wants to procure their trucks. 
like a police officer chasing a dirtbag. When they say, give me your car, I'm chasing a bad guy, and you jump out. No. This is where Justin Trudeau and the government are not only going to commandeer your business, they are, again, going to commandeer your physical body for government purposes, which is why people are protesting the vaccine mandate, because they're saying, I get to say what I do with my body. When Justin Trudeau says to the tow operators, your truck is going to work for us, but not only your truck, you, you as a human being are going to work for us. Don't worry, we'll pay you, but you don't have a choice in any of this. That's exactly why people are in Ottawa. It's, it's whether the liberals want to acknowledge it or not. And I was so mad about this, I had to write down my thoughts. They look at the working class like we are owned by them and we must do their bidding. They don't look at us like we're living, breathing human beings mm-hmm. with hopes and dreams and free will and a plan for our own future or a plan for our own day even, that Justin Trudeau gets a say in all of that. To them, they look at us like we are just automatons and coveralls. We're just robots and they can commandeer us and do whatever they want to us. And it's exactly that reason why the liberals have reacted with such horror at the convoy. Uh, They don't understand that this working class of people, these automatons and coveralls, they don't understand why we just won't listen to them and do what they say. Because look at them. They're our moral and intellectual superiors. And we're just dummies and coveralls. And that's why the convoy happened. And yet still, no self-awareness, even in their measures to deal with the convoy, they keep that same attitude. You know, Sheila, I never even thought of it until you raised it. But And I'd have to look at the nitty-gritty fine print of the Emergency Services Act to see if they indeed have this power. But what you're saying is that the Justin Trudeau Liberals are going to nationalize the local tow truck industry. This is banana republic stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't grow bananas in uh, Canada, of course, because of our climate. So why don't we call it a maple syrup republic uh, kind of stuff? And that could be what we're going to see. Uh, you're not going to do it voluntarily. Uh, hey, sucker, check out the uh, fine print in the Emergency Services Act. We're taking your truck and we're going to enlist, uh, well, whoever, uh, to to do the, the dirty work. Uh, we never- are your slaves. Yeah. We aren't your slaves. And again, you know, th- this reminds me of Hugo Chavez walking around going, expropriate, expropriate, yes. expropriate. Have you ever seen that video where he's walking through this area where his enemies own the property and he's just pointing, saying, yeah, expropriate that too. Expro- you know what? I don't like your face. Expropriate that. That is what Justin Trudeau is doing to people who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. They don't have a choice whether they reject a government contract anymore. And if you don't have a choice whether or not you can engage in a contract, that is slavery. And and you know, Sheila, uh, to your other point about elitism, that is what we're seeing here too. One law for thee, one law for me. And I just go back 48 hours ago. I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl. um, Everybody at SoFi Stadium, which I guess seats close to 80,000 people, no masks. You know, there's King LeBron and Matt Damon and uh, Jennifer Lopez and all the elites uh, you could uh, um, ask for in the expensive seats. There you go. Where's the mask? No masks. And meanwhile, the very next morning after the Rams win the Super Bowl, guess what? Elementary students in the Los Angeles area have to go to school masked up. 
when we know that the one demographic that is virtually immune to getting very sick or dying from COVID are healthy children. I mean, this is despicable. Yeah, I, it is one rule for me and one rule for thee or however you say it. But I mean, this is what we've seen since the very beginning of the pandemic. We couldn't travel cross-border. You could not travel cross-border. Uh, if you, at the beginning of the pandemic, if you wanted to go to Quebec, you couldn't do it. But Justin Trudeau did to go to his uh, his cottage, whatever, Harrington oh, yeah. Lake. He could travel. Um, Doug Ford, he could go to his cottage. Well, uh, he had to, to do some plumbing, pipe. I think, right? Should check. I'm sure he does a ton of plumbing. <laughs> uh, I can just see him laying under the sink, fixing the plumbing. Um, oh, that's plumber's crack I never want to see. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Um, you know, the Sky Palace in Alberta. Yeah. This is from the very beginning. Every single locker downer meant, no, you're locked down. I'm not locked down. I'm yeah. clean. You're dirty. You're locked down. And that's what it's been like from the very beginning. But when I see these despicable monsters parading around without masks while little kids are forced to wear them, it makes me sick. And Sheila, let us never forget, I think, one of the most despicable examples of the double standard, and that was last year when Maxime Bernier crossed into Manitoba. The RCMP arrested him, handcuffed him, and that was that famous exchange where the uh, police officer with the RCMP said to uh, Mr. Bernier, are, are you carrying any weapons? And uh, Bernier would just spot on. He said, no, unless my thoughts, my ideas are weapons. And they are, according to the people in government and the censorious thugs in Silicon Valley, um, not thinking the right way. They consider us to be weaponized. Yep. Uh, Mr. Producer whispers in my ear, we've got some breaking news out of Quebec about their Vax Pass. Are you, do you really want me to read this in French? Okay, thank you. <laughs> New. <laughs> According to our information, there is a last minute change. The Minister of Health should announce this afternoon that the vaccine passport will be suspended in supermarkets, the SAQ and the SQDC for tomorrow. I don't know what those abbreviations are. Is that the liquor store and the pot store? The, uh, I think you're right about SQDC, uh, C for cannabis, if it translates in French. SAQ is definitely Quebec's version of the LCBO, the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. And believe me, folks, they're big on the C word, control. Uh, that's their um, government booze monopoly. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, again, Sheila, uh, government-owned liquor stores, in terms of the double standard, they were never affected by closures, were they? Um, not a single LCBO uh, closed no. down, and I presume SAQ, uh, because, well, that's their business. And, of course, we, we don't want to hurt ourselves, much like Premier Ford's Deco labels never closed. In fact, I, I do believe from my uh, sources they've never had a better year or years at Deco labels, you know, built— Printing off those arrows to direct aisle traffic in a supermarket in case there's a COVID collision in aisle five. Talk about a cleanup. Uh, so, again, one law for thee, one law for me. And also, I just want to say this, Sheila. Uh, if anyone out there is saying, well, aside from blocking streets and honking their horns all day, what tangible result 
have these trucker convoys, um, uh, are they responsible for? Well, that, what you just read, and other yeah. provinces in the last two weeks announcing rollbacks of mandates, including Premier Ford here in Ontario, who had the audacity to say this has nothing to do with the pressure coming from the protesters and convoys, just a coincidence. You know, and if you believe that, I've got a piece of infrastructure in Brooklyn that's for sale for you right now, folks. Now, we have a couple of other things we should get to. We should talk about Gassy Jack and the convoy in Coots. Mm. And then we've got an enormous amount of chats to get to. And I'd like to remind everybody, if you're watching, it is Rebel News' seventh birthday. Um our demise has been predicted from the very beginning, but I think we are stronger than ever and more necessary than ever. But if you would like to give us a birthday gift, um, might I suggest you go to Rumble, leave us a rant, Odyssey, leave us a hyper chat, or uh, Super U, leave us a shout to support the work that we do because we don't take any money from Justin Trudeau. And how could we when we hold him to account every single day? Remember that when you're watching the mainstream media, when you're like, why, why aren't they going hard on him? You don't go hard on your boss. Uh, I wouldn't. I, you know, I might give Ezra some gentle criticism, but I know he's the boss. He's paying the bills. And it's the same thing with Justin Trudeau in the mainstream media. Um, okay, let's talk about, since we're on the topic of uh, hypocrisy, uh, Gassy Jack. So Gassy Jack is uh, Vancouver's statue. Um, it's in Gastown. That's like their bar and pub neighborhood in Vancouver. I'm too old to know what that is, but it was pulled down yesterday. Hmm. And if you didn't hear about it, maybe you get too much of your news from the mainstream media. It was covered in red paint and it was yanked down by protesters yesterday. Um, during the annual Women's Memorial March, when they walked past Gassy Jack, they yanked it down. And I don't know where the cops were because uh, it took these people a fair bit of time to throw ropes around it and topple the statue. I'm surprised nobody got hurt. These people are not known for their good judgment or their uh, reflexes. Um, so Gassy Jack is John Dayton. Um, he was a British bar owner in Gastown where he operated a saloon. And some people don't like him because um, he was married to both a Squamish woman who died and then later on her 12-year-old niece who ran away from him when she turned 15. So um, people don't like him. He's an evil colonizer. And so we should pull down every statue of him and, I guess, pretend Gastown doesn't exist. So this, this though, is fine. This civil yeah. disobedience, fine. But putting a Canadian flag on Terry Fox is desecration. Oh, Sheila, why don't we, you don't even have to make that bridge. Why don't we compare apples with apples here? A Canadian flag on Terry Fox that was placed there on the first day of, uh, the first Saturday rather, of the uh, trucker convoy in Ottawa is, as you said, desecration. But planting a um, uh, gay pride flag on Terry Fox, which happens, I understand, every Pride Parade. Uh, and we have photos that have been sent in by our viewers to demonstrate that. Oh, well, that's celebrating diversity. So a Canadian flag uh, in championing freedom, that's bad. But a rainbow flag, um, kind of like that um, uh, visual right now. <laughs> 
that I'm looking at. Well, if it's for the LGBTQQSS, uh, XYZ, and sometimes Y community, that's perfectly fine. Nothing to see here. Um, so, but I agree with you. This idea of uh, leftists pulling down statues, rewriting our history, or attempting to, including that of our very first prime minister, Sir John A. Macdonald, um, that gets a free pass. That'll be described as a mostly peaceful protest. Who no cleans doubt. up the, even at the very least? So what if you think this statue needs to come down? Okay, there are probably ways where you could get it done. The Vancouver City Council seems pretty left to me. If you went and got them to bring a motion before council, they would probably pull it down. They would probably just take it down. But I guess it's perfectly fine for people to take matters into their own hands. And for, as a taxpayer, who cleans up all this red paint? Oh, I, you know I, what agree. I mean. They're down. They're <laughs> down in Ottawa, sweeping the streets, cleaning up the streets picking up garbage, um, but that's terrorism. But coating the streets in red paint and pulling down a statue, that's activism, can't you see? You know, I am absolutely certain you're right, Sheila, that the councillors at Vancouver City Council, they're, they're down with the revolution, folks. For sure. Um, and and I, the, um, I guess the trailblazer in terms of taking away Sir John A. Macdonald, I think the first jurisdiction, Sheila, was Victoria, B.C. And yeah. how about this, Sheila? Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario, uh, who acted with outrage or were those crocodile tears, who knows, said, send that statue here. We'll put them up in Ontario somewhere. Well, guess what, folks? Last year, in case you don't know, there is a Sir John A. Macdonald statue at Queen's Park, which is the home of the Ontario legislature. And that is now in a wooden coffin with yep. a garbage bag over his head, with some plaque, uh, with some Weasley words uh, saying, uh, we're trying to figure out what to do with this thing. So Doug Ford went from, bring us your Victoria Sir John statue, uh, we'll, we'll erect them proudly in Ontario, to um, putting our own Sir John statue in a coffin. And I have no doubt, Sheila, eventually that too will be removed from Queen's Park. What a bloody hypocrite. Yep. Um, now, moving to the last thing I think is important that we should get to, and that is what is happening at Coots. So yes. under threat of having millions, maybe a billion dollars worth of property seized when you think about the amount of equipment that was down there, um, and people supporting and their bank accounts and their commercial accounts and their licenses and their private property seized by the state, um, the truckers at Coots are dissipating. Now, that doesn't mean that they are still not in trouble with the law. I imagine that the RCMP will turn over any intel that they've had um, to the authorities under threat of their bank accounts being seized and uh, having tickets issued, maybe even criminal charges, I anticipate, since that's what Jason Kenney threatened them with. But the, the border blockade is com it was coming apart last night. And it's I, I think the, when we talked to Sid and uh, Mocha on the call this morning, sounds like they should be pretty well wrapped up because, as Sid points out, these, this is farm country and these are farmers and they got up pretty early and got to work. So this yeah. is the video that the uh, convoy put out last night. This is the statement that they gave to Sid. Good afternoon. After the events of yesterday and the news released that the RCMP 
um, made arrests and come forward with, um, and the arrest resulted in long arm, firearms, handguns, and protective equipment um, being unearthed. We as the Kutz Convoy have decided that as a peaceful protest and to maintain that narrative, we will be rolling out tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Please come out tonight, support us, eat our food, socialize with all of us. We want to wrap this up in a peaceful way and we thank everybody for all their support, for their prayers, and we hope that we have started something that, that will have such wide-reaching effects that governments will continue to, 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 to go back to the grassroots, listen to the constituents, and that these mandates, these, these restrictive mandates will soon be eliminated. Thank you. You know, it's heartbreaking, Sheila. And, you know, for those on social media, in particularly one lying grifter whose name I shall not mention, uh, saying, hold the line, hold the line, don't wimp out. Um, I'm sorry, we're talking about farmers and truckers losing their livelihood, perhaps being incarcerated. It's so easy for the Monday morning quarterbacks uh, yeah. to give orders out there uh, when they have nothing that's going to be seized. Low they, liability activists, exactly, I like to call them. Exactly. Yeah. So don't you dare lash out at these people and call them wimps. They have been they did more than anybody else. A hundred percent. They have been coerced and worse in terms of moving on. And they have to provide for their families. And what they did in the last couple of weeks has been Look so at, fantastic. This is the cops yeah. hugging the protesters. Isn't that something? Um, this is how peaceful it was down there. I'm sure that the left are going to be cheering for those cops to be um, kicked off the force because they didn't club all those protesters like baby seals. You know, it's funny how they're against police brutality, except when the police brutality is levied against their political enemies, then they're fine with it. Um, but this is what it was like at Coots. It was... Um, it was as peaceful as it could possibly have been. And when police made an arrest in the community of um, somebody with some long guns, and while it might look like a lot of long guns to people in Toronto, it's really not all that many. Um, and I'm not quite sure the circumstances of how those came to be. Um, but if you lined up all of <laughs> the things that I own beside a cop car it could make it, it would look pretty bad to a lot of people who are unfamiliar. Um, but this is what Coots is really about. Friends, family, neighbors, just people standing together against government tyranny. And even the cops knew it down there. Aren't those beautiful images, Sheila? Although I will say this, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. Um, I'm still rattled. Uh, by our colleagues, um, uh, Sid Fizard, his his incredible scoop the other day of those three excav excavators that were deliberately vandalized. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it might be probably six figures worth of parts and labor that's going to go oh, into sure. getting those rigs going again. Uh, that was despicable and uncalled for. Private uh Privately owned equipment on private property, not impacting anyone. And uh, what, in the wee hours of the night, the RCMP start uh, pulling wires and filters and um, 
making those uh, that equipment um, inoperable. That was so unnecessary, Sheila. Why do you think they did that, by the way? I'm just so rattled by this. Uh, you know, I, frankly, I don't think a lot of that was done by police within the community. Um, so often at these protests, they bring in, pol especially in small towns, yeah. they bring in outside officers because the officers in a small town, you see them at the grocery store, their kids go to school with yours, their kids play on your kid's hockey team. It makes it impossible for the police to continue to live there and do their job when they do these sorts of crazy things. And even the police brass know it. Um, so that's why they bring in outside officers to do these sorts of crazy things. Um, I, it's, you know, when you almost forget that the police kicked in doors in High River yes. a decade ago, you almost forget they did that sort of stuff. And then they start sabotaging excavators for pre-crimes. But regardless of which member of law enforcement did this, Sheila, what was the unspoken strategy to do that? That that didn't contribute to the health and safety of the community. That didn't contribute to easing the blockade. It, like I said, it was so bloody unnecessary and, yes, downright vindictive and perhaps illegal. I don't know what they were thinking. It's the same policing strategy that sees Ottawa police officers uh, snatching fuel. It's just vindictiveness. It's designed to break the morale of the protesters. That's what it is. You know, like stealing fuel. It's designed to break the morale, to freeze them out, damaging somebody's uh, several hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. That's designed to break the morale. It's, it's what Justin Trudeau is doing right now. It's to show you who's boss. And by the way, Sheila, uh, that was Sid's scoop, and it was an incredible piece. Yeah. Uh, did that get any other media play? Um, I, I wasn't monitoring yeah. that. It did get some, eh? Cause yeah, it got like a, one line in uh, the CBC or something like that. Like, oh, and by the way, the police disabled excavators. Yeah. That was it. They didn't even see that it was a problem. This is on private land. Excavators yeah. not used in the protest. Uh, police just coming under cover of darkness and effing up your stuff. Um, th why don't they just reach into my purse and take my keys, lest I end up in a uh, convoy? Why don't they disable my horn yeah. since they made honking illegal on Saturdays in Edmonton? Why don't they do that, too, in case I just get a little frisky and start honking the horn like I did when I got stuck in the convoy on Saturday? Did you see that? I got stuck in the convoy for like 45 minutes and I couldn't get out. It was like the con the convoy had some sort of gravitational pull. I tried to escape it and then I'd be driving and then... I turn around. I'm like, I'm back in the convoy again. How did this happen? People were noticing me. I like, I'm driving past because you can't get out because there's big trucks on this side and the smaller vehicles are on the inside. Well, and I all the people came to cheer on the convoy and they're like, "Is that Sheila?" I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck in the convoy. I can't get out. Well, all and I gotta I say, on the horn. all I gotta <laughs> say, Sheila, is I hope you didn't experience what you experienced in Israel when we got stuck in a traffic jam back in 2018. And I'll no, go no fine. further than. It was fine. But yeah, they banned honking on Saturdays in Edmonton because they don't want the horn honking at the convoy. So uh, nobody, no, nobody abided by that bylaw 
including me. Well, when in a convoy, you do convoy things. Well, you know, in Windsor, I came across a obvious uh, <laughs> racist, bigoted, white supremacist goose that was honking. And I briefly interviewed <laughs> that goose. And I don't know if we can throw that up as, you know, it's a part of a surreal element of uh, what's going on. But um, thank goodness he was out of earshot of the uh, local OPP that were nearby <laughs> and didn't uh, uh, didn't get his goose cooked, so to speak. <laughs> OK, let's uh, let's get going through some of these super chats because we've got quite a few people are very generous today. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a tickle in my throat. Thank you. Okay. What's, what's History in that Club. cup, by the way? You're not on the hard stuff already, are you? <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, <laughs> okay. We've got Cheryl Don V, I think that says, uh, gives us a buck. Since Freeland mentioned going after crowdfunding, do you think the government is coming after rebels? So far, so good. But don't kid yourself, we've got contingency plans in place for everything uh, because we need to live. Our people need us to live. Uh, there is so much work left to do, so much more freedom to fight for. Um, and there's this huge void in which we exist where the mainstream media fails, and that's where we live. So we're not going away. And Sheila, of course, uh, this is day one of the Emergency Services Act. Yeah, so we who have even 20 knows? Yeah, we have 29 more days to go and look, watch for the asterisk. Uh, it might be extended. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet against that. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, it, it's like those expensive government contracts I always read about where it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's six months for this work with an opportunity to extend for 11 years or whatever. <laughs> uh, LB762 gives us 20 bucks. Happy birthday, Rock On. You have helped. Keep me sane through all of this insanity. Thank you. Hold the line. You know what? I think doing the work we do also helps keep us sane because um, sometimes it seems like there's not really it, like it feels like fighting the government is so insurmountable. But then you get to help one person who's uh, under uh, experiencing some sort of terrible thing the government's doing to them. And it is enough to destroy their whole family. And you can say, you know what? We're here to help. Here's the lawyer. He's going to help you. Don't worry about it. Um, it, you know, when you feel like everything's going to hell, at least you can make something a little bit better for the person in front of you. And I think that's our approach to the things we do here at Rebel News. Yeah. Uh, Paul Otto Newman, five bucks, was watching Ezra's live stream yesterday when he played Pierre. That's old man Pierre Trudeau's famous "Just Watch Me" quip. I was struck by the fact that Justin doesn't look anything like Pierre at all. Justin Castro, you know, I think lately he's sort of looking like a lizard, like his dad did a little bit, but maybe that's because I think he's a lizard. Um, but yeah, he doesn't look like old man. Pierre Trudeau sort of looks like the Geico gecko a little bit. That's, you know what I mean? And Justin Trudeau does not. He does look like Castro. And of course, uh, the just watch me was a response to our porter saying, how far are you willing to go? Um, and I'm sure... Justin Trudeau, like father, like son. Uh, this yep. is his just watch me moment. Sure it is. 100%. History Club World gives us a buck. I would edit your Wikipedia page, but I have a feeling if a single flattering thing was put, I would be declared a horrible person and all the edited would be changed to paint you worse. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Just don't even go on our Wikipedia pages. <laughs> It's completely inaccurate. Um, if you want to find out who we are, just watch the work that we do. Yeah. You don't have to go to Wikipedia. There's thousands of videos where you can learn exactly who we are. 
Uh, Alex Woods gives us five bucks. How long before donating to Rebel News becomes a crime in Trudeau's Canada? Um, I think it's a moral crime, according to Trudeau. I mean, he hates us viscerally. Yeah. like the Pope hates the devil. He hates us. But so far, uh, we are resilient to all of his efforts to destroy us. And so Sheila, far. Uh, if it's not the Emergency Services Act that uh, emboldens him to go after us, um, let's consider that with all the stuff happening in Canada right now, the piece of legislation that is on the front burner by the Justin Trudeau Liberals is B, is Bill C-11, the replacement for Bill C-10 that died on the order table when the election was called. That is the bill that is going to enable the federal government to censor the Internet. And I think we are a primary target of that piece of legislation uh, if and when it's passed, Sheila. Yep, I agree. Uh Fraser McBurney gives us 10 bucks. Well, thanks, Fraser. So Trudeau and the rest of the provincial governments and opposition parties have declared war on Canadians. What do we do now? You know, it's it's not all the provincial governments. You know what? I can't even believe Trudeau lost Legault in this. Like, he lost the guy who brought in a curfew. Trudeau lost that guy on this. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that. Right? That's pretty bad, right? <laughs> I forgot about that curfew. Unless you have a dog, and then you can walk at what within one point five kilometers of your house. Yeah, and it's I really want to. We got to f- chase down that story. Remember, there was a a couple, and it was um, uh, a husband and wife, I think, or boyfriend and girlfriend, and um, they bought a leash and collar, and she led him around the neighborhood, and he said he um, identified as a dog. They gave him one of those. $1,650 fines regardless, but let's see how that plays out in court. <laughs> I didn't realize you could only get so far from your house if you had a dog. What happens after you go past that little bit? It's like, who's wearing the shock collar if you leave the yard, the owner or the dog at this point? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, if you go past, I mean, they, they would get the address and they would uh, Google uh, the distance. Where is the science in that, David? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> COVID gets more deadly the further you get away from your bedroom where your bed like I I I don't understand this. It's like why did the why did the curfew why did they think the curfew would work either? You know, like it's COVID's got its daytime route and it's like Oh yeah. Waiting. Oh, it's time to get to work. It's nine. You know, like it's stupid. Wow. Uh Meba gives us 18 bucks. Well, thanks so much. Happy birthday, Rebel News. DRB one three one three fifty bucks. Thank you very much. That's very generous. Happy birthday, Rebel. If the convoy is broken, the trucker should drive home at half the posted speed with the four ways flashing. Well, these guys are driving tractors, a lot of them. So that's a strong possibility. That's as fast as they can go anyways. Go slow should be the new norm for trucking in Canada until dear leader resigns. These guys should just go on a strike. Just... But then you cannot fault a guy for having to go to work to feed his family. That's all these people ever wanted anyway. Uh, Sheila, feed his family. Uh, Again, I will quote the great Tucker Carlson, who a couple of weeks ago said, and so profoundly, that if you are alive, thank a trucker. That's why groceries get to supermarkets, why medicine gets to pharmacies, and so much more. So if you are alive, thank a trucker. Don't demonize him. Don't vilify him. Don't throw eggs at his rig. And as we said yesterday, Sheila, 
the irony is lost on these demonstrators that throw eggs at trucks. How do you think the eggs got to the market <laughs> for you to buy them? I don't think you organically raise them in your backyard with a chicken yourself. So, um, yeah, these guys are heroes. They were treated as the frontline heroes uh, until the vaccine came along. And then they were zeros if they didn't get vaccinated. This is absolutely shameful beyond words. Also, as you were talking there, my mind was wandering, as it tends to do when you are off on a tangent. But um, I was thinking you. about, <laughs> I was thinking about the Antifa loser who allegedly uh, drove his vehicle into the crowd of protesters in Winnipeg, right? Injuring four of them, sending one off to the hospital. I think the other three were taken for examination then immediately shuffled out the door. But that wasn't terrorism. That was no. a motor vehicle accident, according to the government. But a grandma giving $20 of her quilting money to the convoy, that's actual terrorism, if you ask Justin Trudeau's government. That's how ridiculous all of this is. Look, you know, I still, this is gross. And David, did you see this video? Oh, this particular video? I, this, is, this is the guy hitting the protesters. It's a miracle nobody died. Yeah, um, and you are so right, Sheila. That could have been way, way worse. I think back to just in December in Wisconsin at that um, Christmas parade, and there were fatalities there. And again, something that was really... Uh, I don't think it got the coverage it deserved. It did, un it did until they're like, oh, that guy did it? Oh, then let's just move along. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, one of the most overlooked and underreported stories, right up there with all the um, churches being vandalized and burned to the ground. Nothing to see here, folks. Wow, when it comes to identity politics, uh, the media will tell you uh, what's what when it comes to the heroes and villains, won't they, Sheila? Yeah, uh, Mr. Producer whispers in my ear, look what's trending on Twitter. Uh, Trudeau dictatorship must go. What's with Freeland, too? People are talking about Christia Freeland. Um, Trudeau for treason, Trudeau for treason. Um, and Freeland, obviously, people are as interested in whatever was happening to her yesterday as I am. Um, this is, I mean, I'm surprised that Twitter's letting that trend, actually, I, a little I bit. I got distracted by that finger liquors beware in regard to KFC, which is either what? a fast food restaurant or a soccer team. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, oh, see? Yeah, somebody else is obviously as interested in Christy Freeland as I am and what was going on with her. Uh, Cheryl Dawn V, a buck, does Freeland have an adverse jab reaction with her bobbleheading in that presser? You know what it reminded me of? Uh, remember when Hillary Clinton did that like thing with her head and it became a meme and everyone was like, those are her inner demons trying to become her outer demons. That's what it reminded me of yeah. when Freeland was like. What it reminded me, Sheila, it was kind of reminiscent of the infamous uh, Elaine Bennis uh, dance. Oh, her uh, dancing. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I don't know if uh, Mr. Producer can uh, dredge up that video, but that never gets stale. <laughs> it doesn't. I was uh, dueling pianos uh, on last Thursday, and I whipped out those moves a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's keep going. Fraser McBurney, 50 bucks. One of the few truthful news sites. Happy birthday, Rebel News, and hopefully many more years of truthful news. 
Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Fraser. Tyler Shelton gives us a buck. It says, now they can call tow companies and say, tow the trucks or we'll take your company, your bank accounts, your home, call you a terrorist and throw you in jail for as long as we want. Pretty much. Well, then maybe the tow truck companies, I mean, it's, you know, admittedly a self-inflicted wound. They'll just borrow a page from the Alberta RCMP guys that uh, vandalized those excavators. They can vandalize their own trucks and go, look, boss, if it was up to me, I'd tow. But uh, I need about uh, $50,000 worth of uh, work on this rig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just it just makes me so mad because it's. At first, I thought it was like a how the Laurentians treat Alberta thing. And it, that has to do a lot with classism, too. But it's not just Alberta. It's how they treat all the working class that we're just here to do their bidding. And we don't get to think for ourselves or have our own political opinions. And when we do, they smash you. That's what they do. And Sheila, also, it, it's more than just diminishing the working class or looking down on them. But long before these trucker blockades, I'm going back a couple of years ago, um, and help me with this. I'm just going to paraphrase. Justin Trudeau said something about, I guess it was workers in the oil patch uh, coming in and being, I think, a threat to women somehow. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah I think that was actually uh, Catherine McKenna, one of also oh. one of the dumbest politicians to ever <laughs> put her feet on Canadian soil. Um, she basically said that, you know, man camps are a threat. So ladies... If your husband was in camp yesterday for Valentine's Day, as so many husbands are this time of year, um, well, I guess he's a, a pre-rapist the same way that those excavators were pre-blockaders. They're just bad. They're, you're just bad by nature of the work you do. And so whatever the liberals or the police do to you, you had it coming. That's how they look at us. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, Stephen D. James, five bucks. People who wear masks remind me of a sock pucket, puppet my mother made me as a toddler. You know what? We're really going to see who is the sock puppet here in about two weeks in Alberta because our mask mandate falls uh, at the end of the month. And uh, we're going to see who really got brainwashed and who really was just doing it to go along to get along. I think that's going to be like the, the d- deciding day, the judgment day. Stoker six five five bucks. Freeland is vax injured. <laughs> my, <laughs> no, she's always been like that though. Uh, my wife treats vax injured using energy healing, and she's exhibiting one of the most common symptoms. No, that could be the case, but she is squirrely like that. I've laid eyes on it myself. I was at the um, and even like I'm a fidgety person a little bit, but. When we were at the Media Freedom Conference, I think a couple of years ago in London, she's on stage with, I think, the British foreign minister. So behave yourself, lady. But no, she's putting a scrunchie in her hair, putting her hair up, sitting on her feet, kicking her legs. And I'm like, she looks like an out of control 12 year old. When the world is watching, you're on stage with the British foreign minister and Amal Clooney. And she's acting like an idiot up there. This is how she behaves. She just has no idea that uh, how she should act when the world is watching. She's just like that. Well, Sheila, look at the silver lining, at least. She remains standing because sometimes when she sits, our trained broadcast professionals have to use a 
blue dot for a certain kind of wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> so Porky that wasn't and Bexty. the <laughs> Porky and Bexty. Like when he found her at the airport and she was switching her shoes because that woman doesn't like to keep her shoes on her feet, by the way. Um, and she takes her shoes off in airplanes. And if you do that, you should be on a no fly list. Um, but yeah, she like she likes to wear short skirts, but then she does not like to sit like a lady. And uh, you got to pick a lane, sister. <laughs> you can wear a short skirt. You got to sit like a lady. And she does not. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, let's keep going. Noble Canadian gives us five bucks. Thanks for covering Windsor. David has police on guard made a statement about the emergency orders. I'm sure they have. We should check that out. Mm. Thanks, Sheila, to you as well for your reports and all the rebels. Well, thanks very much. And by the way, I want to thank everybody uh, in Windsor. We encountered nothing but love and well wishes, uh, whether it was myself, the mighty Mauricio, or the incredible Isabel. Uh, we were there. We were covering uh, the what was actually going down. And, um, you know, Sheila, you couldn't meet a greater bunch of salt-of-the-earth Canadians. And yet, like I say, when it comes to the demonization and the vilification of these people, as Clara Peller, the Wendy spokesman, used to say back in the 80s, uh, where's the beef? It, it doesn't exist. They, they, they were cleaning up their own the garbage they, they were playing road hockey games they were singing the national anthem this is a hate fest are you kidding me sorry i was just uh oh yeah i went my off mind on a wandered. tangerine and you my drifted bad. away <laughs> david it's i just get in a rowboat and check right out in my brain um well <laughs> at least it's going. a rowboat you're not using a motor so you're reducing your carbon uh footprint you know <laughs> That's right. Uh, former YouTube watcher says Trudeau left himself no choice because he started the name calling even before the co convoy got there. Yep. He could not backtrack after that. Yeah, he did kind of paint himself into a corner, as idiots tend to do. Lonely, lonely Yukon, sorry, gives us a buck, says general strike. I think that's what we just experienced, actually, a trucker's strike. Anyway, uh, JPH1944 gives us a buck. Can we get a list of names of every politician and premier who voted to invoke the Emergencies Act? Well, I don't think you need a list of names. Uh, you do know who is against it. Scott Moe. Jason Kenney, uh, definitely not Doug Ford because he asked for this, Legault, and uh, the other two escaped me. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, Giannis Steckel gives us 10 bucks. The state of emergency will fail. I think just by invoking it, you admit you're a failure, right? Yeah. You, you literally admitted, Justin Trudeau, that you lost control of the country. The most peaceful, law-abiding people on the face of the earth you lost control of them. You know, but Sheila, I, this is a very uh, good question. In the 30 days ahead of us with that act in place and with the ostensible policy reason of, you know, shutting down the Ottawa protest, um, you, you know, I got to tell you, Sheila, unless you go to Ottawa, I mean, the visuals on video and in photographs, they're, they're stunning. But until you go in that city and see the sheer magnitude of trucks, it is mind boggling. I, I say this, even if they have a, uh, a fleet of heavy tows, it is going to take weeks to remove all those rigs out of there. Weeks. Yeah. 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 They, I don't think they can get it done in time. Yeah. Okie doke. Uh, veteran Nuke Puke 
<laughs> I don't know why I like that name. Gives us five bucks. Oops, my pocket has a leak. Enoch the Salty Pretzel gives us a buck. Hey, hey, the Menzoid is back. You guys seeing the Israeli convoy? Yeah, we brought it up yesterday. Good job, guys. A bunch of Nazis, obviously, if you listen to Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, those Jewish Nazis are the worst, though, yep. Sheila. <laughs> Look at those. This Nazi convoy. Wow. Uh, the camp in front of the Knesset in Jerusalem is growing. Wow, that's interesting. 30,000 trucks and cars and bikes yesterday headed in 40 separate convoys to Jerusalem. Wow. I'd love to see footage of that. Uh, yeah, especially the bikes part. Yeah. Those windy Israeli highways. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila's memories of 2018. <laughs> and it's not all Israeli highways. It is uh, in the Golan. Those windy roads were a bit much. Uh, and, the, and the underground catacombs. Don't forget that, Sheila. I wish I had that on video of you running screaming out of that cave. <laughs> I didn't scream, but I did, did shove people. I shoved right past Ezra. <laughs> uh, Nick 176 by the way people when we are allowed to travel again you must come with us if we ever go back somewhere yes. like that again we're so much fun you'll have a lot of fun getting to know us uh, Nick 176 25 bucks let's support our truth seekers and freedom fighters debunk the corrupt and put our faith in God Alberta by gaslight.com JPH 1944 one buck is this Trudeau's end game and then he links to a uh, a rumble video about uh, the digital world Canadian Aussie gives us a buck Trudeau likes to hide at his cottage because he has his own private library there it has a total of four books and three of them are coloring <laughs> the other one's a pop-up <laughs> jeez why so serious <laughs> jeez TEI flat earth gives us five bucks the earth, is, the earth is flat and at rest, not moving. It matters, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Check out the Flat Earth Mans. Don't let them take your mind, and check out Orin Therapy. Do you, I okay. understand in, in normal times, there's actually a Flat Earth convention that happens every year. I think one of the most recent ones happened in Colorado. Um, what, what do you say, Sheila? Flat or round? I'm pretty sure it's round. Um, <laughs> there's a, I, yeah, there's like a flat earth society in Alberta too. I think they're everywhere. Um, but is it a gag? Is this a goof or? I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. I yeah. can't tell. Okay. You know what though? Their money is good. Yeah. Uh, joyful, <laughs> joyful from the heart. Thank you very much, by the way. Uh, 10 bucks. Sheila and Dave, we are living in such confusing times. The mandates are being dropped as they are implementing emergency measures, yeah. right? Do you exactly. know if we can travel abroad if we're not jabbed? No, you cannot. Actually, I don't think that's true. You cannot travel internally on an airplane if you're not jabbed. But I thought I read somewhere that if your end destination is outside of the country, where that country doesn't require vaccination for entry, you might be okay. Really? So, yeah. So, and I don't know where I read this, so I could be completely wrong. But, for example, for me, everything sort of funnels through Toronto. So if I were to go to Edmonton to Toronto, I couldn't fly without proof of vaccination. But if I was going Edmonton, Toronto, maybe Frankfurt, I don't know what they do in Germany, and I don't care. But if Germany didn't require proof of vaccination for entry you could make that journey. You're just going to get off the plane. In, wow. In so what are the rules right now in the Dominican Republic? I'd like to get my 
ricotta cheese candy ass on a beach right now and get out of this frigid weather. I'll tell you that much, Sheila. So if anyone can inform me about Caribbean destinations, please. David, do I'm not I'm not okaying any vacation time for you. So no. <laughs> yeah, used it all up for other reasons. <laughs> Cryptical five bucks. Happy birthday, Rebel News. Thanks for bringing us the other side of the story. Well, you're welcome. Bill C. F7, 20 bucks from Trudeau's so-called terrorist. Here is 20 bucks. Thank you, Rebel. Happy birthday. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Ashamla won 50 bucks. Thanks so much. I'm so tired of what the politicians in our country are doing. We have a constitution and a charter of rights that our government has not held up for the last two years. You know what? I was thinking about it last night and I sent Ezra a message. Oh, I love the strong use of emojis. Um, I was thinking about it last night. Justin Trudeau, did to the entire country what the Democrats did to parents in Loudoun County. Yes. And hopefully it has the same result. Yeah. Because the what was an overwhelmingly Democrat state flipped because that was the thing that broke the camel's back when you turned peaceful people whose only problem that you have with them is that they disagree with you into terrorists it turned the entire state. Well, Justin Trudeau thought, okay, let's replicate that in the entire country of Canada. But as a Canadian citizen, I hope it has the same result in the end. Yeah, I think, uh, was it you, Sheila, that said, um, you know, with the statements by the governor that, uh, you know, parents should not have a role in the education of their children, uh, Mama Bear woke up. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're not a Republican or a Democrat. You're a parent. Yeah. And that's your first obligation is to your children and your family. And that was and basically these parents were faced with these guys say I can be a parent and these guys say I'm not. Um, I'm voting for the guys that are going to leave me alone. And, you know, the same thing I think is going to happen to Justin Trudeau. I hope. If the conservatives get their act together, Cindy Mick888 gives us 20 bucks. Happy birthday, Rebel News. Well, thanks Thank so you. much. Aqua Skies, 3636, two bucks. Happy birthday, Rebel News. Thank you, Sheila and David. David, so glad to see you. Happy to see you feeling better. Me well, too. thank you. And I'm so happy to be back. Thank you very much. Becca Henderson says, I think honking is a new way to say F the government. So honk, <laughs> honk. That's what I felt. When I was engaging in illegal honking over the weekend. Well, you know what? There was a flag I heard at one of the protests. You know, the it was a take on the don't tread on me yellow flag. And it's usually a rattlesnake uh, that you see there. But it was a Canada goose. And it said, don't tread on me, eh? So there's a yeah. nice. I'd like to have one of those, Sheila. Me too. Books and Tea gives us uh, 10 bucks. Happy birthday. And shout out to AD. Where's your graphic? <laughs> You're so quick on the graphic for everybody else except for yourself. All right, there we go. Uh, C1, CAS, two bucks, stop all truck deliveries to Ottawa, New, no food on shelves for two days, no toilet paper on shelves in 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah back when everybody was uh, panic buying, it was the truckers who helped these worry warts get their toilet paper, but now they're just trash. Uh, Rick B85, five bucks. I have been in depression for two years now. I've been better, but was thinking of the worst in the first year. I want to thank you for the work you do, fellow Quebecer. 
Oh, I think maybe you're um, thinking about Alexa there. Joyful from the heart, five bucks. Happy birthday, Rebel. When they make the movie on this craziness, who do you think should play Trudeau? I think Winona Ryder can play you, Sheila. You know what? Wow. I second that. I, yeah, I think there's a resemblance. Who's going to play me, Sheila? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's let's put in know. a call to central casting, see what they can come Yeah. <laughs> do you know who I always get that I look like? And I do see the resemblance, and I think it's the hair maybe and the snark is the girl who played Darlene from Roseanne. Oh the younger girl, the younger sister with the dark curly hair. I get that a lot. I don't know. I, I'm I'm I still siding with Winona Ryder for Sheila Gunn Reed. No. She's more of like an ingenue. I'm a little too rough around the edges for that. But I appreciate that. Um, a black sheep, five bucks. Uh, all tyrannies rule through fraud and force, but once the fraud is exposed, they must rely exclusively on force. George Orwell. Harper will always be my PM, five bucks. Psycho JT forgot to add folks two weeks. I will give you that power back. I think JT will have to be evicted from Ottawa to give this newfound power out. Harper will always be my PM gives us two bucks. This is the best duo on live TV. I bet Dougie must love JT's war act as the day psycho promised new powers. He tweeted ex Mississauga mayor Hazel's birthday. Yes. A hundred and one. Wow. And, you know, it's funny. I mean, several years ago, uh, Hazel McCallion was actually involved in a vehicle pedestrian uh, accident. Um, and uh, I think it was a day in hospital and she was right back up. And I guess she was in her 90s then. But, you know, Hazel's a tough gal. See, the problem is, Sheila, I think it was a Buick involved in the accident. You really need something like an F-150 to take Hazel out. She's that resilient. So happy birthday, yeah. Hazel. Yeah. You drive that electric thing, which I... <laughs> yeah, she would have damaged my car. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be like hitting a moose. <laughs> um, David Arthur gives us 20 bucks. Stopping the government overreach includes the gender ideology masks and mandates cult that is also being pushed by the government. The target is your children and grandchildren. I belong. Amen.com. Harper will always be my PM. Gives us two bucks. I wonder how many millions of dollars CBC will bill taxpayers for them not working at protest. I thought Doug would pretend he respects taxpayers till election, not before. He will try to get minority of lucky. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Doug Ford can be elected. I don't. I. I, I really don't know what's going to happen in Ontario. The only problem, Sheila, and uh, you know, and I think Doug Ford has been downright disgraceful during this pandemic, especially to his own base, which he refers to as a bunch of yahoos. Here's the thing, and it's a tragedy. Who's behind door number two and door number three? The Liberals and the NDP. That's the thing. Yeah. We're doing the same thing here in Alberta. Um, you know, you look at your options and you're like, Ugh. how, how <laughs> yeah. did David Menzies tell me to spoil my ballot? How did he tell? Like, I should have been taking notes because we decline not your a ballot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you it. spoil your ballot, they only think you're stupid. You can't fill yeah. in an X on one. But ask for the paperwork to decline the ballot. And I always say, 
Imagine two, three, four million Canadians on election day decline their ballot. What a statement that would be. See, every time you tell me how to do that, I zone right out and I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Harper will always be my PM gives us two bucks says Dave was Toronto police clowns there too, as they love to tackle down people with flags. Hopefully PC will be smart enough and give leadership to Pierre. I think you mean the conservative party of Canada. Mm. Um, I'd be interested to see who runs against him. I wonder if Leslie Lewis is going to run against him. If then, it's going to be a pretty frisky uh, leadership contestant. And when, contest you say, and when you say there, uh, I'm assuming you mean um, Windsor. Uh, did see the RCMP, uh, Windsor Police, of course, Waterloo Regional Police. And as I, uh, we spoke about yesterday on that live hit, Sheila, uh, you know, I, the Waterloo Regional Police, nothing against them. It's just against, I guess, their marketing team. Uh, you know how police cruisers are decked out with slogans like to serve and protect or deed speak. The slogan for the Waterloo Regional Police, and I'm not making this up, folks, people helping people. <laughs> Pardon my billy club, but I'm helping you. <laughs> yeah. Quit squirming. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Quit screaming. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> okay, let's keep going because I, I actually have two appointments, um, two stories to be out of the house to cover, and we are already like half an hour into the next hour. So um, let's keep going. Cheryl Dawn V notices something I noticed yesterday, too. And she says, the pictures of the weapons seized at Coots look brand new and mighty clean. Is that a setup? I don't know if it's a setup, but it looks like the tags just got cut off of all of that stuff. And there wasn't actually all that much ammo there. And if anybody knows firearms, you like to have a lot of ammo on hand just because you don't like to run to the store, especially if you're in Coots. Where are you going to go? Lethbridge? So, I don't know. They look like they're very clean. And like they literally just had the tags snipped off and the price tags peeled off. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I am conspiracy minded though. Uh, former YouTube watcher gives us a buck. It looks like Freeland has myoclonus brief involuntary muscle twitching or jerking. It may be a symptom of epilepsy, Parkinson's disease, brain injury, I choose brain problems. Again, I don't want to diagnose her. I just think she's a squirrely lady. Like she just get off the coffee or something or uh, like, and she's just inappropriate. She's just all around inappropriate, I think. And she doesn't take her job seriously because she's not a serious person. And I think she thinks she's hot, Sheila. I get that vibe. Oh, she thinks she is uh, just hot stuff. Like all eyes on her. And she, yeah, we are all looking at her yeah. because she's acting like a crazy person. It's not like she walks into a room and lights up a room. You know, it's not like she has a magnetic personality and you don't even have to be attractive to have that effect. Right. You can just be like, Hey, that person seems fun. I want to go hang out with that person. She thinks that's her, but that's not why everybody's looking at her. It's because her skirt that's two sizes too small <laughs> is riding up around her waist. Anyway, enough for me. Let's get going. Uh, History Club World gives us a buck. Rebel News should start a fiction entertainment department like that of Daily Wire to produce quality Canadian entertainment that is non-news. We're going to need more money for that. As you are already the most interesting news company, also release the Menzies cat. 
No. No. <laughs> trans cat. No. That's trans vaulted cat. forever. <laughs> Locked up. Although I'm easily responsible for 75% of the views of that. Every time I need a pick me up, I watch that. Uh <laughs> How how dare you tease our audience? <laughs> you were teasing a lot of people that day too, David. It was a lot. It was just a lot. Anyway, my my I'm in the rowboat. Anyway, Commander Kim gives us a buck. Happy birthday, Rebel. Thank you for all that you do. Ordered my Rebel trucker hoodie. Well, that's wonderful. Great. Cannot wait to proudly wear it. And I think, I think. At 32 minutes past the hour, we are finally all caught up. Thank you so much, everybody, for your generosity today. Indeed. I echo, Sheila. Thank you so much for tuning in, and especially those who uh, donated. Uh, thank you very much. Sheila and I shall be back on Thursday for the live stream, 12 noon Eastern. In the meantime, folks. No, no, no. We Before you go, we have to <laughs> tell everybody. I know. I know. We can't get off the show tonight. Ah. Uh, we we want to tell everybody about Misunderstood. It's the new show by Kat and Nat, and uh, they've released uh, bits and pieces of their show. They've released the uh, podcast for their previous recordings, but today is the first day where you will see their full version of their show. It goes live tonight. It's behind the paywall, but um, if you use their coupon code, which I cannot recall, um, please tell me, Mr. Producer, what is their coupon? Perfect. Misunderstood 25. That's miss with two S's. Misunderstood 25. You'll actually get 25% off a new Rebel News Plus subscription, wherein wow. you will get access to Cat and Nat's new show, which is great. It's sort of a millennial Christian conservative women's take on it, which is interesting because I had all but written off millennial women. Um, and uh, you'll also get access to my show, The Gun Show, which I think is worth the price of admission then there's david's show rebel roundup andrew chapados's show andrew says and ezra's nightly ezra levant show so there's a lot for only eight bucks a month and 25 percent off with a misunderstood 25 so what you're saying sheila nat and cat good trans cat mm, not so much <laughs> it's good in its own way <laughs> Well, folks, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Well, Sheila and I will see you back here Thursday at 12 noon Eastern. In the meantime, stay sane.
small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. Thank you.